0: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment?
1: Good Thursday morning, and welcome into your course Light Louisville basketball post-game show. I'm Ethan Moore, right here on 93.9 The Ville. As the Cards fall to North Carolina, 86 to 70, in Chapel Hill, the Cards made it interesting uh, there for a brief moment in the second half. After uh, getting run out of the the arena in the first half, down 46-29, the Cards did battle back. Uh, cut the deficit to five at just 55 to 50 with about 12 and a half minutes to go. Um, and then from there, it was basically all Carolina. As they went on to, to outscore Louisville 31 to 20 down the stretch there. Um, and, you know, it's one of those games where, and my math is wrong, and it's late, there's no way. Yeah, they, UNC outscored um, Louisville. Uh, more than that there down the stretch. But Louisville cut it close there, and then, you know, you saw the defensive issues, fouling a three-point shooter, and that kind of just nixed all momentum that Louisville did have going for them. Um, And then, you know, Carolina uh, was in control of this game basically from start to finish. Um, But Louisville, you know, credit the cards to start at the first half, nine of ten from the field um, to get back in that game. It put a little bit of game pressure on Carolina, but then they answered and put the cards away. Um, and it just a couple of minutes after that. Again, 12 and a half minutes, it was a ball game. Another two or three minutes after that, uh, the Tar Heels were out um, comfortably. Uh, some stats for you. The cards once again shot the ball well, 49% from the field, 28 of 57 Uh, Deadly from 3 as well again tonight, 44% going 8 of 18. UNC, on the other hand, shot 48% going 29 of 60, 45% from 3, 10 of 22. Uh, Disparity was at the foul line. Uncharacteristically, Louisville shot just 46% from the foul line, 6 of 13. Yikes. Uh, That's something that we haven't seen the cards do um, very much at all. This is by far the lowest uh, free-throw shooting percentage of the season. UNC, on the other hand, 75%, 18 of 24. Also, Louisville's makes just six, uh, I believe, was the lowest of the season as well as attempts with 13. Of course, Louisville made a lot of hay in the non-conference portion of the schedule getting to the foul line and, and, and generating a bunch of offense from the charity stripe. Once ACC play uh, has started that, that you know, expectedly has really dwindled as compared to the numbers they put up against the non-conference slate. Um, Some scoring for you. Sky Clark led the way with 16 points, uh, three rebounds, and four assists. He is your Juan Gomez insurance player of the game. Sky Clark with a strong second half, including four of five from downtown, 16 points again, four assists, and three rebounds. Trey White had a a pretty solid game as well, Uh, just one rebound, but did score 12 points on 5 of 8 shooting. Brandon Hunley-Hatfield had another solid outing, 15 points on 7 of 10 shooting and 6 boards. Mike James cooled off considerably, did sprain his ankle in the second half, but battled back uh, to still continue to play. He did hit that big 3 to cut the deficit to 5 at 55 to 50 with about 12.36 to go. 3 of 10 from the field. Mike James had 9 points and 5 rebounds. Nothing from Hersey Miller, who got the start. Just one rebound for him. Yovanovich did have 2 points on 1 of 2 shooting. Curtis Williams, 8 points off the bench. 3 of 5 from the field. 2 of 4 from 3. But the the tale of both halves, really, Louisville got off to a slow start once again. Coach Payne had to call a timeout before the first media segment. Um, they were down. You know, you were trying to find it on TV. It was supposed to be on ACC Network Extra because the Florida State-Miami game went long. You couldn't watch it on TV. Uh, when the game came back on, the cards were already down 15-4. to So that's, uh, you know, from the jump basically – um, Louisville was out of the ball game again. They did they did battle back there in the second half, but Cards lose 86 to 70. Now under Kenny Payne, they fall to one and 21 on the road slash neutral site games, and are just three and 23 in ACC play, um, and and including 0 and 1 in the ACC tournament. If you want to tack that on, they're three and 24. And Coach Payne is 10 and 39 now um, with his tenure at Louisville. Before we get to some of of the Kenny Payne press conference, there was a clip that I'm going to play for you in its entirety. It's already making the rounds on social media via Tyler Grever. Before we get to that, Brian, uh, I'm going to run through a couple of these superlatives. And I want to play the quote in full context, and then we can react to that your B.J. Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game, bjheatcool.com. Call the experts you can trust. You know what? I'm going to go with Caleb Glenn. Now, he fouled out um, with about eight minutes to go in the game, and I'm going to give him the defensive player of the game because he had the task of defending ninth-year senior Armando Baycott. And Baycott had a nice outing, as he does most nights, uh, because he's 37 years old. He had 19 points and 7 rebounds and 5 assists. But Caleb, due to foul trouble to BHH, um, had the task of, of guarding him. And he battled admirably. And that's why he got into foul trouble so early. So, But I am still, still want to give Caleb the BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game. Call the experts you can trust at BJHeatCool.com. And speaking of Brandon Hunley-Hanfield, your landing paints points in the paint. He was responsible for all 15 points in the paint to go along with six rebounds. Until Manny Okorafor gets back, he is going to have the lion's share of the minutes at the five. And then you're going to have Caleb Glenn in there battling um, in the paint, and he's undersized. So I want to give that young man his props for doing just that. Um, you know, when his teammate was in foul trouble. Uh, but, but something that was that was brought up in this press conference is brought to you by U of L Health, making the impossible possible. That is the power of you. Coach Payne said this when talking about how the season is going so far, and then comparing that to kind of uh, what Hubert Davis encountered and inherited in his first year a couple of years ago when he first took over as head coach at North Carolina?
2: Well, I didn't inherit the same thing he inherited. Um, That's first Seattle. You know, what I inherited was a broken something. And my job is to clean it up. And to answer your question, I don't really no, exactly, but to me, this is, to me, in my in my world, inheriting what I inherited, this is really year one for me because this is the first time I get to bring my players in and, and start the process of rebuilding a program. Um, but that's just to me. Other people may see that differently, I don't know, but that's how I feel about it. I wish I inherited something similar to, what a Hubert inherited because I think he started out slow, but as the year went on, he had a great year.
1: And that is a lot the of Kenny Payne Press Conference brought to you by U L Health, making the impossible possible. That is the power of you. And I think it speaks to the disconnect uh, that Coach Payne has with the results that he is responsible for. I don't think any of us out there listening – and no matter what profession you are can have a spectacular fail of a first year on the job and just say, yeah, that didn't really count. My second year is really my first year. Unless KP like agreed to volunteer and didn't cash a paycheck last year, then I could give him some of that. But I, I think it speaks to two things. One that he feels like this is – and the vibe that he's given off, and I think the vibe that we all in the media and the fan base have kind of reacted to, he was thinking that this is going to – that he can take three, four, five years for a rebuild in spite of NIL, in spite of the portal. And and, and to to be completely fair to KP, he did say in his world – this is how he feels and he you know he admitted that other people could feel differently. So I want to make sure and that's why I wanted to play the, the full clip and to give you all the full context of what he said because he did admit that this is this is his viewpoint and other people could feel differently. but man, like you <laughs> this is in year one. 4 and 28 happened. It was the worst season in 82 years. And right now you're six and 11 it's better than last year but it's still terrible. You know, you were 2 and 18 in the ACC last year. You're just 1 and 5 this year. We haven't had one of these, you know, gaffes, if you will in an a- in a KP presser here in a couple couple past couple games, but now this is it. Um and we'll let you guys sound off. 81-50-93-9 nine is the number. Let's open up the phone lines. Harold, you're going to lead things off on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. Thanks for staying up late with us.
3: Oh, Ethan, it's only nine o'clock out here on the left coast, so I'm good. But uh, oh, thank you for staying man. up late with us. <laughs> That's what I do, man. Hey, but hey, in all seriousness, though, you know what what coach said. I'm not even worried about it right now. I'm not worried about it no more. It speaks to a lack of urgency. I've already known that. It's reflected in the play on the court. You know, we talked about getting to the free throw line and how free throws is one of our coaches' stated keys to victory. We didn't execute a stated key to victory today. Now, we all know that in the grand scheme of things, it may not have made a difference per se, but that was game pressure opportunity. And the game pressure got to us. You know, mm-hmm. I got BHH missing those two at the line. That's a turnover. And it's, yes. that's tough. That's tough. So I think that this, the thing that, that's, um, you know, plagued this team all season is the inability to be consistent. Um, You know, in what world are you shooting 40% from three-point line and getting beat by double digits? Right. I mean, I think that that right there says so much more to me that we're talking about this team shooting, you know, having a great shooting night, and you still got beat by double digits. This defense is atrocious, and I don't get paid to figure it out. You know, whether this is year one or year two in your mind, the defense is atrocious and has been. So, you know, I think it's disappointing to not see us execute on our stated keys. Obviously there was a lot to love in a game where you're shooting forty six percent, but that a defense. You gotta figure
1: that defense out. Y'all have a you have a good night, man. He do you think you will, Harry? Do I Oh it,
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I don't think I don't think they will. So this, I don't think they will because it's been an issue all season long. It's been an issue, you know, it was an issue last season. It, it, regardless, again, whether you have your guys or not, you can have guys play defense. If you told me that your guy was a guy who could catch the ball down low, do a power dribble and dunk, but you don't have that player on your team, the player you have could still play defense. So that's completely 100% on coaching. That that's all on them. And no, there's nothing to suggest it will turn around. Period. Yeah. You know, you could have the slowest, slowest, unathletic dudes out there, and you figure out how to utilize them, utilize their strengths, and what have you. But you know, clearly, what our players are being asked to do, they they can't. They're not able to execute. Um, and I think it, it, it bull, you know, whatever you do on the court, it has to be first nature. So that means that's what you practice all the time. And that's what you focus on all the time. And so until we see defense on the court, that looks like that is what they're supposed to do at every moment, you know, it, no, you have to drill that stuff in. That's all coaching, right? No, you didn't do it right. Do it again. Again, right? Yeah. So, what? Whatever that is, I don't get paid to figure that out, though. But I don't have faith that we will. Otherwise, we would have. Yeah. You know, we we can't have we can't have a squad that shoots as well as this squad shot tonight. I mean, you know, yes, we were down five points, but we didn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. We were playing them even, and we're down the twelve points we spotted them. You know, and it's just it's. It's too much for this team to overcome. And another thing that, again, I want to see Hersey, but I want to see him uh, meaningfully be a part of the rotation. Like, I don't know. I don't know that starting him in the game and then starting him in the second half is like, that's, that doesn't feel like a part of a rotation. Yes, you know. technically, I mean, 10 minutes, right? That's a fourth of the game. But it. it I
1: yeah, and then there was the it time too that I, they, they they went back and and showed a clip, um, and, and this this was on this was on a run and uh, they they swung a pass. Hersey was wide open in the corner, passed up an open three, took a couple of dribbles and then forced the yeah, pass that turned it over. Yeah, and it's like that, yeah. That's the thing right there. Like. If you're gonna play, man, like take those shots. He's a decent three-point shooter in the small sample size that we've seen. Shoot the ball, like try to impact. Yeah, everybody game. else Don't... Like, Yeah, and you know that'll that'll come. And how about this then?
3: Congrats to Zampane for getting his first two but two points. Yeah, yes of the season. That's very... and, but very he earned nice it, it right? That. He 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 earned, He got him a tip. There you go.
1: Yeah,
3: it's a rebound. And then of
1: course. Man. Then, of course, Harold, Jalen Withers, double-double off the bench. Uh, both season highs of 15 and 10. I mean, nobody should be surprised that he came back. I'd show to, out, to too. Allowed against his former team. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'd show I'd I'd out, too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, of course he did that, but we allowed him to. Yeah. You know this, yeah. You played, he was on our team for three years. He played with you.
1: You know Had what he likes to those cuts to the basket. And you let yeah, him do it. A lot it. of them. Mm-hmm. He, had those cuts to you the basket? Allowed him to yeah, catch it mean, and finish at the rim?
3: Well, I guess cutting to the basket isn't standing at the three-point line. So, maybe they didn't know what he wanted to do.
1: Or maybe he's getting coached up at UNC. <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: You know, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen him through, what, two coaches, right? Three coaches, in a way, with Pegues. Mm-hmm. I mean, now this is, what, fourth? I mean – you know, maybe it's being maybe it's being home too, right? Because you can't let home down. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think I think more so that has a little bit to do with it. You know, you get away from home, whatever it was, it didn't work. You go back home and you're like, hold on, I'm home. You know, I can't let these folks down. But I just need to see this team play defense. I, I'd love to see this team play defense. You know, I thought that they were doing some good rebounding, but they didn't. They weren't able to sustain it. Um, you know, I, I just shooting as well as we shoot and losing the way that we lost is disappointing. And it boils down to not getting stops. However, this is this is the thing I'm gonna leave all y'all with. Listening to Coach Payne say that this is like year one to him. Right. You know, so you a, only say that when you have a you only say that when you have an AD that loves you and you love them. I'm a holler job.
1: All right, man. Appreciate the phone call, Harold. 8150 ninety-three nine is the number. But but that comment about, you know, to me, this is this is year one. It says it all. It speaks to him not being in tune with the current era of college basketball, the quick fixes, so to speak, with NIL. Because remember, at first he did not embrace it completely. He didn't. He also didn't want to recruit the transfer portal. Remember, this past off season he called it a necessary evil, but then backtracked and was talking about that after we lost to the team up the road. So, with the lack of urgency that he's showing and saying, flip-flopping like that shows that he doesn't or didn't at least have a plan. And again, for, for the respect, there is nobody signed in the 2024 class that was a priority that he said in terms of what he wants to do with the program. T.J. Robinson, a three-star guard, out of New Jersey, is still technically committed. At last check, he's between 175, 215, depending on what recruiting service you want to use. But he didn't sign. And, you know, a couple of months ago, I was told that he was looking at other options, which is not a huge shock. But so when you don't have the returns of what you first thought your plan of attack was going to be for recruiting, that just shows you not only on the court, but your recruiting philosophy. Again, we still don't know what's the identity defensively, what's the identity offensively. You still don't have a clear-cut method to what's going on, and that just speaks to that. So is it alarming that he said that? No, it's frustrating, but because you see – What he says in the press conference, it's reflected on the play from his guys on the court. At times, they do show some urgency. But through the 49 games that he's been coaching, by and large, the team doesn't show a sense of urgency. And that's reflected in the head coach. And when he says what he said, it makes sense. And it's disappointing and frustrating, but like at this point, I mean, it's obvious that he feels like this is year one. And again, no no profession out there. I don't care what what you do for a living, you don't get. This, I mean, can you imagine going to your boss like, yeah, boss, I failed big time. Like not just you didn't do a good job, like you failed. four and 28, like, whatever that winning percentage is. Like, if you did the worst thing in your company's, like, for the worst thing your company could do in 82 years, can you imagine just saying, well, this is really year one based on what I inherited. He could bring in his guys for the first time. Well, no, you had several other players that you could have brought in with local ties And you opted not to. This past offseason, Davion McKnight from Western, now at Xavier, wanted to be a Louisville Cardinal. We could use some more depth in the backcourt. He was going to be somebody that's going to play 20, 25 minutes, if not more in some stretches. He didn't want him. Jalen Withers, and again, it was probably good for him to move on. He hit you with a double-double tonight. Dre Davis, balling out at Seton Hall. He parted ways with him. He parted ways with Dre's brother Tay as well. So, I mean, when he says that, it makes sense with the results, but it's still still misleading in a way because he was able to add guys if he wanted to. He opted not to. He opted not to. There was a guy I forgot his name. Went to Ohio State. Um, wanted to come to Louisville. Had some ties to the state. Was a three-point shooter. We could have used some three-point shooters last year. But Coach Payne and staff they didn't they didn't want him. He moved on. He went on to Ohio State. He he transferred. To Virginia. Sean East, a name. Um, from New Albany, he's on Missouri's squad. He's a baller. He wanted to come here. He's not on Louisville's roster, so you can put two and two together. Eighty-one fifty 9 is the number. Loyal Lawrence is up next on the Coorside Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. Good stuff today on the ESPN Plus, boss.
2: Um, Ethan, let me understand something. So, if you can hear one from him, what was four twenty eight? A practice right. round? Mm-hmm. With that practice the whole season after business? Because oh, man. you call this year, year one, just to find you getting year three, in your mind, probably year two? No, no, no. You cannot use this as, oh, this is year one for me. No, no, you ain't going to go down like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Not going down like that. This is your this is your second year. We've seen what you run run to the table. Yeah, you got a good recruiting class. Come in, when your kid recruits left, and the guys you got on the team right now, yeah, they're playing hard for you because they did go out there and play, try, try to uh, play their best tonight. But it was not enough, and maybe six the thing maybe my sons are not is seeing Jaden Withers dominate us tonight. Yes. I'm I'm pretty sure he was the player of the game for the North Carolina's um, Tar Heel post-game show. Because you saw him do an interview talking about how, how much his game were to meet him. Because normally, I've been watching a couple of North Carolina games. He don't play good, He don't play that many minutes. But he would definitely gave him a lot of minutes tonight. He yeah, goes he out there and gets double-double. He's not tripping over his feet. He's not losing his shoes. The ball ain't bouncing off his um, his, his foot, his leg. I Make mean, you kind of wonder what did North Carolina do different with him that Robo couldn't not do with him, right? How how is he he gone from being clumsy when he's playing with Robo, not being clumsy at all playing with North Carolina?
1: What, what maybe that culture. It is Lawrence. It is. They put him in, right. in positions to succeed. Louisville staff did not. And and, and then I, I still think, though, if, to be completely fair, I do think a change of scenery was best for Jalen because, you know, but then again, you didn't see him other than that one loose ball where, you know, it was pretty impressive. He You know, he kept – he almost fell but but kept his balance with one, you know, one hand on the ground, made a nice pass. Um, they, they kicked it to R.J. Davis in the corner for a three. Uh, but you didn't see him attempt to handle the ball like he did last year and turn it over repeatedly. He played within the flow of their offense. He had his role, and he played it well. And so I think that's, that's the frustrating part because there was a lot of talent, you know, in this program – that, that Coach Payne decided to part ways with, and you can't say this is year one for me when you ran other dudes off. And guys that are talented, some of them needed to leave. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that every single person he told to leave or wanted to part ways with um, was a mistake. That's not the case. But just you, there's a couple names out there, and you're just like that doesn't make any sense. You, you don't you don't get a mulligan, man. That that's not how this stuff works. I don't... But Lawrence, do right. you know that he, if he feels this way, dude, like, do you think that he even thinks it's possible that he gets fired after this year? He if probably don't think this that out way. Loud, right? I know. He probably think
2: if, if it's year one for him, and he gonna he gonna get another year, like, and like like um the call save for me. That means the AD loves him, and he's not going to do anything to him. That's, that's, and that, and for, for us right now, Ethan that's trouble. So,
1: well, well, Lawrence, I, di- I do I do feel though, because he he did say that this is how I feel, and other people may feel differently. So he did say that a couple of times too. But yeah, I do think though, you know, when you said in your opening call. One of your opening statements in your phone call tonight, Lawrence, that just that just made me think about, like, there's no way that he feels like he's on the hot seat. If we take what he says at face value, like there's no way he can feel that he's on the hot seat. But then again, that just speaks to his, you know, lack of awareness and lack of urgency to get things rolling, because we, we got that vibe. When he was first hired that this was gonna be like some multi year rebuild and you know, we're just gonna build through high school talent and we might you know, we will get a couple portal guys in here to supplement the roster and this is gonna take some time, fans. You had your
2: opportunity to get portal guys in here. But yeah, he exactly. chose not to take them. Exactly. And look where we at and look where you at right now as a head coach and look where the Coleman is right now. It's, it's terrible. Because, mm-hmm. you refuse to ask for any type of help, and when people want to help you, you still refuse. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, he needs somebody. When he's doing press conferences, he definitely needs somebody who can tell him not to say certain things in press conferences. Because when you say certain things in, in your presence, we're going to question what 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 your mindset. What are you thinking? Why would you say that? Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't feel confident about the next couple of games. Because yeah, I, I looked at I at the leg, next five games. Yeah, we're going to fight, but in the, at the end of the day. And that's even, not good enough. He don't, he don't know how to coach down the shirt. He don't know how to coach in mm-hmm. tight situations. He don't know what to do. And he just don't understand how important this is, not only to him, but the us rural fans, because we live and die for rural basketball. And we can and watching our watching our program look like it's right now is not satisfying to me or any other Cardinal fans. I don't care what anybody sure. says. No more years. He he showed what he could, what he really is, and. I'm sorry, At the end of the year. They got to move on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 Lawrence, as always, man, I appreciate the phone call. This is – but, like, the record speaks for itself. The results speak for themselves. He's firing himself. I mean, Will's going to win some more games this year. They got Notre Dame at home. They got Georgia Tech at home. They're, now they're, 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 we're not going to chalk the anything any game up as an automatic win. But like there are winnable games left on this schedule. I fully expect' Will to win a few more ball games. But winning a few more ball games doesn't cut it. Being competitive doesn't cut it. Getting down by 20 and then cutting the deficit to 5 and losing by 16 isn't good enough. Is the team improved from last year? Absolutely. Is the standard anywhere close to being met? Hell no. And that's where we have to, and that's where we have to view it. Said this on LSL, it's worth repeating. I'm viewing this season through two different lenses. One lens is I'm just gonna watch it game by game. You know, they beat Miami last week. Let's celebrate a win. They took another L today against a red-hot Florida State team. It's now Florida State. Don't look now. They're 5-1 and one in the ACC, winners of five straight. They beat Miami, and that's already putting a dent in Louisville's best win of the season. Miami's still a really good team, but, like, they're now 12-5. and five. They're in the middle of the pack of the ACC. They're probably now a bubble team as it stands right now. But that's just that, that's where we are. And so I'm viewing it game by game. And then I'm taking the view through another lens of traditional historical standards of Louisville basketball. Yes, the team is better than last year. But taking a step back, you're 10 and 39. You're one and twenty-one in and road slash neutral site games, and you're 3-23 and in the ACC. Those are the numbers, and they're bad. And that's why when you have your head coach say, what I inherited is what I inherited, and so I feel like this is year one, well, you also coach inherited what you inherited because you opted not to bring in more people. Sean uh, McNeil is the name. Sean McNeil is the name. I appreciate those uh, of you that filled me in on that one. Um, you look up his, his stats at Ohio State. Uh, solid, solid numbers. We definitely could have used them. He did want to. You know, the staff did not want to make him a part of Louisville's roster for whatever reason. There was a couple of other guards, again, serviceable guards that we desperately needed, but the staff opted to sign Fabio Basili, who is now playing three or four minutes a game for Texas Arlington. All right, so part of that stuff, that's not what you inherited, Coach. You told Dre Davis to, to go on elsewhere. He's a stud at Seton Hall. Could have used him, and there's other players down the line. Now, was last year should where should Louisville have been a bunch of world beaters? Absolutely not, but they should have been a hell of a lot better than four and twenty-eight. I think we can all agree on that. And so, those are the two lenses that I'm looking. So yes, game by game, this this is about what we expected, right? I mean, you know, Louisville covered. Um, but you, you know, and they made it interesting there for a little bit, but we didn't think that Louisville was going to win. Do we think that Louisville is going to win at Wake Forest? Uh, the Demon Deacons are 10 and 0 this year at home. They're a poor man's North Carolina. They're really good offensively. They have some streaky shooters that can get hot from three and they play really well at home. Now, could Louisville be competitive and make it interesting? Sure. But that is not good enough. And I think when you again when you see what we see on the court, and then you, we hear what we hear in the postgame pressers, I mean those are red flags. he does not have that sense of urgency that we have to have for this program. And and, and it's not like he can say, hey, you know, fans, um, you know, we're we're getting better, we're making progress, and look at this class I have coming in. He can't say that because there is nobody. And you know when you have the portal out there, sure, but like, who, who are you gonna get if you're, you finish the year at 10 and 22? <laughs> Who's gonna want you know, like? So like that's, that's gonna be the awkward conversation. But I'm here to tell you with this, like, I don't think, he's gonna be willingly going to say, yeah, I'm just gonna resign, based on what he's saying. If he truly feels like this is his year one there is just a massive disconnect and he is going to be stunned at the end of the year or he's just being steadfast and saying listen if if you're going to part ways with me at the end of the year I'm still saying that, that this is my my only true year and you know what he is he is you know able to say that he's the head coach if he if that's the messaging that he wants then that's up to him so there's either a massive disconnect, and it, and it appears that there is based on what we've seen on the court and based on what we've heard in the postgame pressers about you know the lack of urgency and the lack of results. And then t- tonight, if you listen to more of the press conference, not just the, this is my year one quote, he was talking about, again, as a coach, you bring that up, he was talking about, he can work with shooting forty nine percent from the field and forty-four percent from three. But, you know, think of think of this was if this was Coach Mack or Coach Crum, or Coach Patino or even Coach Pegues. Like they would say they would be harping on how bad the defense is first and foremost. We got out rebounded forty to twenty eight. But he's saying, you know, how happy they are with the shooting percentages. And listen, I'm not saying he can't be happy about it, sure. But when you have the issues that we have and you're not harping on how bad the defense has been. Yes, the offense has played very well. But what do you have what's the record you have to show for it over the last 3 games? Well, you're 1 in 3. So, I mean, that's something that's something too that again, it's just I think it's at the end of the day, it's all going to be moot here in a few weeks. But still, it's just for for topics to discuss. It's like he's telling us like who he is and how he feels, and that is a stark contrast to the pulse of the fan base. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine is the number you're listening to the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show, a late night edition, as it is about 10 till 1 a.m. Jason is up next on the program. Hey Jason.
2: Hey Ethan, thanks for taking the call tonight. Um, appreciate you staying up late for everybody here. Um, I guess my question is something I, I think I'd I called you a couple of weeks before, and I guess just kind of with his comments tonight post game, just kind of reiterates. And I guess the most concise way to ask it is, where and why has does he have this impression that he has all this time to work with? Um, you know, we talk about, you know, just going back to the lack of urgency and no sense of urgency. And, you know, again, I, it just, I guess it just baffles me. It's like, where, you know, like, again, just like where and why and where is, did he get the impression that he has all this time to work with? So that's really my only question. And, uh, again, I appreciate it.
1: Thanks Jason. That's a great question. And. Maybe just, I don't know, maybe, Maybe it was the administration. I don't know. Maybe it was the, the people around the program that really wanted him to be the coach that told him that as well. I mean, I'm not sure. But I don't think it was the administration because of what, you know, A.D. Josh Hurd said last year. You know, that last year wasn't acceptable. Going 500 is not acceptable. That would lead me to believe that it's it's kind of what Coach Payne has has gleaned from his supporters and, and the, the, the the influential people that brought him on that brought him on board. Because remember, he told us he had to be talked into it. So I'm sure part of their pitch was like, "Hey, man, you're gonna have plenty of time to get this thing done." But then when you don't have that sense of urgency, like legitimately every other coach has, that's just one of the many red flags. And it really is. It's because, like, you have the two two other facets that can turn this bad boy around quickly, NIL and the portal. And that preseason, that in June... After he was hired in March, he talked about I don't want I don't want to have I don't want to use NIL to get players to come here. I want them to be here because they want to play here and then we can we can talk about NIL after the fact. Again, another red flag that should have smacked you in the face and been like, "Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we brought you in because of your recruiting prowess, and now that NIL is legal, We, we're going to, we, you need to use NIO. And then with the portal, he, he didn't, he doesn't hate it, but he preferred to go the high school route. It's like, coach, we have been dealt a bleep sandwich for the, for the past several years. Like we don't have the patience. And for him not to get that sense, again, that's just a long list of red flags that's coming to fruition. And he's telling us this in these, pre- in these press conferences. And that is what – that's that's what's concerning. But I don't think – Jason, answer your question. I don't think it's come from the administration because that doesn't line up with what Josh Hurd said, you know, last March um, when he was on with, with Blank and Drew and he was talking about the standards of Louisville basketball – Um, and, you know, what's acceptable and what's not. And, you know, again, and look no further than the Yum Center. If you're a home arena, and and I get it. Listen, the crowd, if you were at that game against NC State, mad props. Because it was loud, and it was impactful, and it was rowdy. So, it goes back to how you view the season through two lenses. Through this season... Yes, having seven thousand people in the stands and being loud and engaged—that was really nice. But in through the lens of historical standards, seven thousand people at the Yum Center is terrible. But I mean, but that's where we are. And so, I don't know. I don't know if you all are wanting this season just to fast forward to get over with. If you if you enjoy seeing the improvement, because listen, Curtis Williams is going to be a star. That kid has it. Tyler Johnson is going to be a very, very good player. Trey White played well tonight. BHH continues to improve. Mike James has been a star. Certainly his sprained ankle tonight hurt a little bit, no doubt about that. But it also speaks to what Harold, our first caller, said tonight. You know, you're posting all these impressive shooting statistics, but you're still losing. You know, you beat a good Miami team, but they've also, I think, lost three of their last four or five games. You know, you lose to a a good, not great, but a good NC State team at home. You lose to a mediocre Pitt team at home. And then, you know, you battle back against the top five UNC team. But, again, like battling back. Is not good enough. You got down 12-0 against NC State. You spotted them the game the first four minutes of it. Yes, you took the lead back, but then you still lost the game. That's That can't be forgotten in the grand scheme of things. And it goes back again to those two lenses I was talking about on how to view this. And, there's, and I'm sure there's still some fans out there that are like, listen, I forgot when they played or – you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow the first half to dictate if I'm gonna watch the second half, or you know, I'm done till they get a new coach. I've heard them all. You guys have heard them all, I'm sure as well. I'm never gonna tell anybody how to fan, but that's where we are. Six uh, cards fall to six and eleven, one in five in ACC play. Uh, before we wrap up the show this evening. It is time for UPS Jobs Top 25 Scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobs.com. Let's go through the scores. Number 12, Arizona, beats USC 82-67. to 67. Number 1 and defending national champion, UConn, beats number 18, Creighton, 62-48. to 48. Number 22, Ole Miss, is set by LSU. 89 to 80, Ole Miss falls to 15 and two on the year. The team up the road beats Mississippi State 90 to 77. Number 15, Oklahoma beats West Virginia 77 63. Number 13 beats Vanderbilt in Nashville 80 to 65. UNC, obviously number four, beats Louisville 86 to 70, and Houston beats. Number five, Houston beats number 25, Texas Tech. They are all over the Red Raiders, 77 to 54. That is a UPS Jobs top 25 scoreboard here. Now moving on to the ACC. Told you earlier that Florida State went down to Coral Gables and beat the Miami Hurricanes. They lose. Uh, their last two home games by nine points to both opponents. Louisville last week, Florida State this week. The Knowles winners of five straight, now improved to 11-6 and six, uh, as they win 84-75. Uh, the Battle of the Other Commonwealth, UVA beats Virginia Tech 65-57. to 57. The Hoos improved to 12-5. and five. Overall, Virginia Tech falls to 10-7. and seven. And then that... Other game in the ACC was of course Louisville and UNC. Now moving on to your ACC standings. Brought to you by Kelly, the employment solution experts. Hit them up at KellyJobs.com. And uh, as you would, as you know, if you watch the Louisville game, North Carolina is the only undefeated team. In the league, they improved to 6-0 and on the season. NC State, um, let me see, I don't feel like the ones that I'm looking at are updated because NC State lost, or they actually, no, I apologize, NC State won last week. They are, or yesterday, excuse me, over Wake Forest, Louisville's next opponent this Saturday. The Pack are in second place, tied with Florida State at 5-1. and one. Duke is 4 and 1, Wake is 4 and 2, Miami and Syracuse are both and Virginia are all 3 and 3. Virginia Tech falls to 2 and 4 as is Clemson and Boston College and Georgia Tech. Notre Dame is 2 and 5 and both Louisville and Pitt are tied for last in the ACC at 1 and 5. So a lot of work to do for the cards there. That is your ACC Conference standings presented by Kelly, the employment solutions experts. Visit kellyjobs.com. Before we wrap things up tonight, I want to thank Brian Meester back at the station for for producing this effort and keeping us on the air. Your cards are in action on Saturday at noon in Winston-Salem taking on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. They are 12 and 5 overall on the season, 4 and 2 in ACC play, and uh, more importantly, they are 10 and 0 on their home floor. Uh, that their net ranking currently is at 46. I did check Louisville's um, analytics, their numbers in the Ken Palm, They are 190. They are, um, in terms of the Ken Palm, they are second worst in the power leagues. Vanderbilt holds that distinction as the worst team based on the Ken Palm formula, um, and Vanderbilt is checking in at 191. Louisville is 190 in the Ken Palm, and in the net as of this evening, Louisville is 232. Of course, when you talk about the Louisville basketball standards, that is woefully um, not getting the job done, to say the least. But Louisville falls here tonight 86-70. to 70. Cards fall to 6-11 and 11 and 1-5 and five in the ACC. I want to thank everybody for staying up late with us tonight. Um, have a good rest of your Thursday morning, and keep it locked to ESPN Louisville. Diener and Blank come your way at 7 a.m. I'm sure they're going to be talking about this game and many other topics as well. For Brian Meester, I'm Ethan Moore. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on this late evening. Have a great Thursday. Till next
0: time, go Cards. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment?